the idea about the 9.30 crowd is that you guys are like still tired and stuff. I'm going to just not believe that today. Woo! Can we like just be awake at 9 in the morning? No? Oh, come on. There we go. It's good. Well, I'm excited to be here. My name is Kendra. I'm on staff here with the ground floor. Pastor Daniel and his team are obviously on their way back from Guatemala. So I'm excited just to, to have the opportunity to share with you this morning. And I just also want to just say welcome to our, our new freshmen. And we really are excited to have you guys here. Um, so before you leave today, if you haven't met anybody yet, I want you to meet, meet some of the students around you, meet some of the leaders. Um, but man, really just get connected. Um, we have some small groups that are, that are here in the ground floor, and that's a great way to get connected. We have these events going on, and then we also have a Wednesday night service, um, so definitely come check that out as well, all right? Um, so we've been in a series um, about being in Christ, um, and we've kind of taken a few breaks here and there just because of um, being in the worship center and guest speakers coming in, but we're going we're gonna to jump back into this series this morning, and we're going to unpackage again this idea of being in Christ. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17 says, Therefore, if anybody is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Colossians 3, verse 3 says, For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. And so as we talk about this idea of being in Christ, you might say, well, I don't really know what that means. Like, what does that phrase in Christ actually mean? And it's kind of like this. Um, Janasia, when we choose Jesus, when we choose to give our life to the Lord, what we're doing is we're, we're making him Lord of our life and we're entering into the family of God, right? And so when we say that we're in Christ, it's kind of like saying we are in the family of God. Like Colossians is saying, like when we choose Jesus, our life is now hidden in Christ with God, with Christ in God. All right, and so what happens, 1 Corinthians 6, 17 says that he who's joined to the Lord becomes one spirit with him. And so when we choose Jesus, when we make him Lord of our life, it's, we become part of the family of Christ and we are in Christ. Now, does that make sense? You guys following? Yes, no? Yes? Okay, there we go. A little bit of feedback. All right, so in the family of Christ, because we are in Christ, there are things available to us. This is what Pastor Daniel has been talking to us about. We have salvation available to us. We have forgiveness available to us, identity, the fruit of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. You guys, are, were you here when uh, Clint Harrimo was here? We talked about the Holy Spirit. In Christ, in the family of Christ, the Holy Spirit is available to us. And so this morning, we just want to continue talking about this idea of who we are in Christ, what it means that we're in Christ, and what's available to us because we're in Christ. It's kind of like, um, you guys have a fridge at home? Refrigerator? When you go home today and you're hungry because it's lunchtime, you're going to open up the fridge, right? And you know, Caitlin, you know that anything in the fridge you can eat, Right? Why can you eat anything in the fridge? Because it's your fridge, right? It's your mom and dad's fridge. If you go home, because you're part of your family, you know that you can open up your fridge and anything in the fridge, anything in the cupboards is for you. Why? Because you're part of the family. Okay, it's kind of the same thing with, with God's family. Because we are part of the family of Christ, because we are in Christ, there are things available to us, and the word of God is full of, of, of what is available to us in Christ. And because we're part of his family, we can go into the fridge of God and eat anything we want, right? Pastor Daniel, he's been, he's been talking about how it's like a buffet. Who's been to a buffet before? Do you guys like food? Yeah, he's been, Pastor Daniel, he's been flashing pictures up on the screen at like 10 in the morning and it makes you hungry for lunch already, right? Just pictures of China One Buffet where it's like tables and tables of food, right? 
Um, this past Tuesday, um, the staff here, we went to Craig's Cruisers for a fun day. Craig's Cruisers has a buffet, right? And um, Craig's Cruisers, it doesn't have like the best buffet ever. But there's one thing that I always look forward to when I go to a buffet. No, it's not the salad bar. It's not the pizza. It's not the all-you-can-eat pasta. Do you know what I look forward to? It's the all-you-can-eat soft-serve ice cream (laughs) at the end of the meal, right? Because listen, if it's all paid for, if it's an all-you-can-eat buffet and there's all-you-can-eat ice cream, I am not going to get just one bowl of ice cream. (laughs) I am going to get at least three bowls of ice cream. I did it, Lauren, I did it Tuesday. I went back three times for ice cream, right? Why? Because it's all paid for. And I love ice cream. Anybody else like ice cream? Yeah. And so we've been talking about how in Christ, it's like we're at this giant buffet of God's, and because we're part of the family, everything's available to us. So are you going to put more on your plate than just rice? Right? Pastor Daniel talked about how salvation and forgiveness is like rice. But man, if you're in the family of God and you have a whole buffet before you, you're going to put more on your plate than just rice, right? And you're definitely going to go get ice cream, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So we've been talking about this idea of a buffet, about how there's more available to us. So there's more than just rice. So let's fill our plate. Tonight, or this morning, I want to talk about filling our plate, okay? Because here's the thing. I desire for my life, and for you guys, and just for this generation, like one of, one of the things that burns in my heart is to see a generation that walks in the fullness of God and, and isn't satisfied with just like a piece, a piece of who we are in Christ that isn't satisfied with just a portion of who God is, but who really wants it all. You know, like I desire to see a generation that doesn't settle for anything less than everything that God has called us to be, and everything that God has called us to do. That's what burns in my heart. But how many of you know, like, if we're going to get to that place where we experience the fullness of God, and we're experiencing not only salvation, but healing, and the fruit of the Spirit, and the Holy Spirit working in our lives, and the gifts of the Holy Spirit, if we're going to get to that place, we have to know who we are. And not only do we have to know who we are, we have to choose to be that person, right? Because you guys can come to church. You can come to church all your, all your life. I came to church all my life. And you can sit in these, in these chairs and you can listen to Pastor Daniel and myself and Mark and Matt talk about who we are in Christ and talk about what's available to us because we're part of the family of God. But unless you go home and you take this book and you take the truth of who you are in Christ and you apply it to your life, you still have just rice on your plate. Make sense? Like if we're standing at China One Buffet and I'm telling you... Uh, Olivia, there's, there's, here's the rice bar. Here's, here's all the meat available to you. Here's a whole table full of vegetables. And here's the all-you-can-eat ice cream. <laughs> and you're just standing there looking at it going, yeah, Kendra, this looks really good. Like, yeah. But if you don't, like, move and go get it, it's not doing you any good, right? See, in the kingdom of God, it's all paid for. But you have to choose it. And you have to go fill your plate. And you have to apply it to your life, Right? You guys following so far? All right, so the Bible says that we are a three-part being. First Thessalonians 5 verse 23 says, uh, May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So the Bible says that we're a three-part being. Everybody say three parts. You are a spirit. I have a soul. Okay, you repeat. And I live in a body. Okay, now don't repeat me. 
You are a spirit. The spirit man is the real you. Okay, it's that eternal you. It's that part when, when you give your life to the Lord. Second uh, Corinthians 5.17, if anybody's in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away, the new has come. Your spirit man is the part that gets reborn, renewed, or regenerated, and it becomes new when we choose Jesus. Okay, your spirit man's the real you. And then you have your soul, which is your, your mind and your will and your emotions. So it's the thinking part of you, it's the, it's the feeling part of you, and it's the part of you that desires, right? And then you have your body, your earth suit, that falls apart, that gets old, and that really likes ice cream. <laughs> and so we're a three-part being, you have a spirit, or excuse me, you are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a body. Now here's how God designed us, ready? We choose Jesus, and God designed us to, to operate like this. Your spirit man is meant to rule the rest of the man. Your spirit man is meant to be king of the mountain. Have you played king of the mountain? Have you played that before, right? Uh, in the wintertime, we used to like shovel giant piles of snow at the end of our driveway, and we weren't even supposed to play on those piles of snow because you could like fall off and get hit by a car, and I guess that's bad for you. <laughs> but we used to play king of the mountain, and so we'd pile up this snow, and then we'd climb to the top of the mountain, and the whole goal of king of the mountain is get on top of the hill, and if anybody tries to dethrone you, throw them to the ground. <laughs> I played with my older brothers. I always lost because they're bigger than me, right? But it's the same thing with our lives. We're a three-part being, and your spirit, man, the real you, the in Christ you, the renewed you, is meant to rule the rest of your life. Your emotions aren't meant to rule your life. Your own, like, sinful desires aren't meant to rule your life, right? Your, your thought processes, unless they're renewed to be who we are in Christ, they aren't meant to rule your life. Right? Your spirit man is supposed to be king of the mountain. <clears throat> Romans 12.2 says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so, and so we're in this process of becoming who Christ says we are, right? This, this verse, be transformed, be changed into the person that you're supposed to be by changing the way you think. What, what's happening now is spirit man's king in the mountain, and we are telling ourselves, okay, this is who God says I am, and we're making our soul, our thinking, our will, our emotions line up with the rest of us. Is this making sense? You guys following? Yes? Section, are you following? Are you awake? You want ice cream? Yeah, I don't have ice cream for you. I'm sorry. And so here's the thing. If we're going to have our spirit man be king of the mountain, um, we have to be proactive, in becoming the person God called us to be. We have to be proactive about getting this word in us, right? Who here um, exercises? Who exercises? Great. Uh, what, what do you do? Weightlift. You weightlift. Okay. Um, do you like bench press? Okay, like how many pounds do you bench press? <laughs> 150 or 160. 150 or 160. Okay. Now let me ask you this. Um, when you first started weightlifting, um, did you bench press 160 pounds? More like 70. <laughs> Okay, more like half it. Why? Because I'm a little, <laughs> you're a little Or you were, right? Yeah. Okay, who else exercises? Who else? <laughs> yes, Tyler, what do you do? So whenever I'm hungry, I will sometimes I'll, uh, grab two forks. <laughs> Does anybody run? Who in here runs? How many miles do you run? Uh, it depends on how much I can get done in 20 minutes. Okay, well, how, how many miles usually? Two and a half. Okay, and how long have you been running for? A week. A week. Okay. Somebody who's running longer than a week. Where are you? Anybody? Yes. How, how many miles do you run? Maybe 
A mile? Okay. I was looking for somebody who ran like. Jeff. Six miles. Okay. Did you start out by running six miles? <laughs> a half mile, right? Why? Why? What happens? You know, like I ride my bike. Um, last fall, we did a 50 mile bike ride. And so the whole summer I was working up to this 50 miles and getting my body in shape so that when the Ride for Refuge came, I could ride 50 miles. And so we did it. I made it. David finished with me. Like, yeah, we conquered 50 miles, right? And then all winter long, I didn't, I didn't ride at all. <laughs> I sat in my house and I ate ice cream. <laughs> True story. And, uh, and so spring came around and I got on my bike and guess what? I was not ready to ride 50 miles, right? I think I rode eight miles when I got out this spring. And you know, guys, it's the same thing with like our, our Christian life as we're, as we're being this person, as we're being who we are in Christ. We have to recognize that you got to like exercise yourself in the word of God. You've got to exercise yourself in the truth. Like you have to be proactive and you've got to go for it. If we're going to see the fullness of God in our life, it's not going to happen overnight. Have you seen Captain America? The first one, I haven't seen the second. I heard it's really good. So the first Captain America ride, there's this like weak, feebly scrawny guy. And they put him in this giant machine and they like shoot things into him. And then they close it up and they turn it on. And he's just like, ah! And they're like, turn it off. And he's like, no, I can do it. I can do it. And then he opens it up and it's Captain America. (laughs) And all of a sudden, he is five times the size he was. And he's awesome, right? Don't we wish it was like that? Like, you say yes to Jesus, and the next day you're, like, raising the dead or something? Wouldn't that be awesome? Like, you're healing blind eyes the day after you say yes to Jesus? It's not like that, though, is it? No, man, we got we to exercise ourselves in the word. We got to exercise ourselves in who God says we are. And we just have to step out and go for it. It's like, what about Bob? Have you seen What About Bob? I don't like that movie at all. But for sake of example, remember how he's just like, baby steps to the elevator. <laughs> baby steps to the door. Right? It's like that. Like, baby steps towards raising the dead. Baby steps towards choosing life, right? Man, we got to be proactive. We have to go after it. Everybody say, go for it. Because you can sit in church, and you can hear about raising the dead, and you can heal about, hear about like, like praying for blind eyes and seeing them open, but unless you're going to go and put more on your plate than just rice, you're not going to experience it. Like, let's go for it. Man, if God says, if God says healing is available to me, I want it. If God says gifts of the Spirit are available to me, man, I want that. Like, let's not be a generation that settles for less than everything that God has called us to be and everything he's called you to do. Amen? I don't know where I am in these anymore. (laughs) Shoot. Here we go. I have a timer either. This is dangerous. Um, So do, do any of you have bad days? Perfect. None of you have bad days. (laughs) We need to trade lives. Who has bad days? Come on. Interaction. There we go. Okay, we all have bad days, right? We're like, things are going wrong. Circumstances are crazy. Things are blowing up in the background of your mind, right? Bad thoughts everywhere. I've had bad days. I had a few bad days this week. Now, going back to to talking about um, making our spirit man king of the mountain. You know, guys, if we're going to go... And, and become this person, this in Christ person, we got to go after it, right? And so the question is, do you know who you are 
on the good days, but do you also know who you are on the bad days, or are you going to choose that person? I was sitting at my desk Friday morning, and I was having one of those days where my emotions are crazy, my thinking is just way off, and everything is just like blowing up in my mind, right? And I'm just like struggling. I'm just struggling to open this up and concentrate on what the Lord is trying to teach me. So I'm sitting there, and I'm just like, man, ah, like I really do want to go for it, but it's so hard, and it's like this, this tug of war on the inside. Have you ever had that? Like this tug of war of like, man, I want to choose Jesus. I want to say yes to Jesus, but it's so hard right now. It's kind of like uh, when Jesus was praying in the Garden of Gethsemane right before he died, he goes to his disciples who kept falling asleep when they were supposed to be praying, and he says, man, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Like your spirit's always saying yes to Jesus, yes to the fullness of God, yes to who you are in Christ. But man, your flesh, it's weak. Like that soul part of you, that part that's not completely renewed yet, like it's weak, right? So I was having one of these mornings and I was about to give up and just go on with my day. And um, I picked up this book. I brought it home a few weeks ago. Um, this, is, this book, it's called Who I Am in Christ. We actually have these for you in the back. Um, we'll make sure that they're set out before you guys leave t- today. But what it is, it's a, it's a little book that talks about, it takes scriptures out of the New Testament about who you are because you're part of the family of God and it just puts them into book form. And so it puts like the verse next to it and then whatever that verse says, right? And so I pick this up and I start reading it out loud on this bad day. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, whatever, I'll just try this. So I pick it up and I just start reading, man. I am the salt of the earth. I am the light of the world. Mark 11, when I speak according to the word and will of God, heaven responds. Luke 11, I ask and receive. I seek and find. I knock and the door is open to me. Romans 8, I have life in my mortal body through his spirit who indwells me. Romans 8, 16, I am a child of God. And what I did, I picked this up and I just started reading like through half of this book, just out loud, like what God says about me, what the Bible says about me. And what happened is as I was sitting there and as I started to declare these things, something just started to like shift on the inside of me. You know, like something like, something just started to shift. And you know, Proverbs eighteen twenty one it says that life and death is in the power of our tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit. And what it's saying is, man, like there's power in what you say, right? Why? Because you're created after the image of God. And when God says light, light happens, right? Same thing with us. If we're created in the image of God, then life and death is also in our tongue. When Jesus cursed a fig tree, it was cursed and it died. Life and death is in the power of our tongue. So when, when we take the word of God and what he says about us, and when we start to just confess that and proclaim that and declare that over our life, what starts to happen is that spirit man in you just starts to stand up. It starts to stand up and it starts to climb that mountain and it becomes king of the mountain again. And all of a sudden your soul, your emotions, your wrong thinking is no longer ruling your life. It's no longer dictating your attitudes and your actions. Your spirit man rises up and it starts to say, no soul, no, you are loved by God. I know you don't feel loved by God, but you are loved by God. He said so. And your spirit man starts to rise up and it says, soul, you feel hopeless, but you have hope in you because Jesus is in you. 
So I know that you feel like you don't have a calling, you don't have a purpose in life, but God says you have a purpose in life, right? And so I started to declare this, and something starts to shift on the inside. And this is what it looks like, guys. This is what it looks like to put more on our plate than just rice. You have to walk up to the counter and start putting these things on there and just start to choose it, man. You got to start to apply it, and you got to grab hold of this word. You got to grab, grab hold of these truths and start declaring them over your life. And have that spirit, man, like stand up on the inside of you. Some of you just need to rise up. You're sitting in the chairs and you've been here for, for weeks or months and you're just like, man, nothing is my, in my life is changing. But if nothing in your life is changing, then like, what are you doing with this? Like this word is alive. This word is truth, right? We got to go for it. Everybody say, go for it. We want to be a people that fill our plates and go for everything that God has for us. Um, a few stories and I'll close. Um, remember when Clint was here? Who was here? Remember like he was like healing people. He, he put power. This was crazy. He put like power into a tissue and was like, if you want to be healed, come step on this. Who did that? Yeah, and we just like came and stepped on it. And all of a sudden like people were getting healed right and left. Like wrist and knees and ankles and eye and ear. Like just crazy things starting to happen, right? Power of God, Holy Ghost available to us because we're part of the family of God. It's like casting out demons. And I was, I was sitting in the back and I was watching him. And I'm just like, man, I want that. Because I get into these weird seasons of life where like I stop going for it. Like I'm just like get content with my rice and not even ice cream. You know what I mean? Like you're just sitting back. And, but man, I was sitting and watching. I was like, man, Lord, like I really just want to go for it again. Like stir that up on the inside of me. Man, I pray that that spirit man rises up. You know, and, and, and from that day, like I just, I don't know. There's just something in me that's like, man, like let's just go for it again. There's a, I don't even know who, who, who said this, so I can't quote him. But there's a guy who says, um, do you want to see more blind people healed? And the person says, well, yeah, I want to see more blind people healed. We got to pray for my blind people then. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's duh. You know what I mean? Like, you want to see more blind people healed? Well, go pray for more blind people. Why don't, we see, why don't we see the blind eyes open? Well, maybe we aren't praying for them, right? It was just one of those things where it's like, oh, yeah, like, if we want to see the fullness of God in our life, we have to know who we are. We also have to choose who we are. Right, Molly? We've got to choose who we are. And so, like, this past week, I had this happen twice. I had a girl sitting in front of me, and she goes, man, I have a headache. I have a headache. And usually I'll just be like, oh, man, I'm sorry you have a headache. Like, I hope it gets better. Do you want some painkiller? <laughs> you know? But in that moment, I'm like, no. Jesus said there's healing in my hands. Can I pray for you? Like, can we pray right now? Like, Jesus loves to heal headaches, right? She's like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Jesus, I thank you that you love to heal. And so right now we rebuke this headache in Jesus' name, and I say life come. Amen. Happened twice this week. And you know what? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Whether I see them experience immediate healing or not, I'm going to go for it. You got to just choose. Like, I don't, maybe I won't see the blind eyes open, but I'm not going to if I don't pray for them. So I'm just going to go for it, right? Um, this is a fun story. Um, are, is anybody in my small group here? Mariah. Lauren, here we go. No, none of you went camping with us, though. It's okay. Okay, so my small group, I love my small group girls. They're awesome. Um, I took a group of them camping a couple weeks ago, 
And we went like, not campground camping, okay? We went like real camping, like roughing it camping, right? And so like we put these 40-pound packs on our back and we hiked for like an hour and a half. These girls have never done anything like this. This is like what I do for fun and they're just like, this is crazy. And so it's like 70, 80 degrees and we get out of the car and I've hiked at this place a lot. We get out of the car and we're just like swarmed with mosquitoes. Like I've never seen so many mosquitoes in my life. And so we get out, and I'm just like, okay, quick, everybody load up, strap it on, okay, walk. Because <laughs> I know, like, in the past, like, as soon as you get into the woods, the mosquitoes, like, they lessen up, they're kind of gone. So we just start hiking, and I'm like, I hope that these mosquitoes disappear once we get into the woods. And we're going, and they don't, le- they don't, they don't let up at all. And so we're walking. This is like an hour and a half. Everybody's sweating, which attracts more mosquitoes. We're all, like, drenched in bug spray, so we probably have, like, DEET in our bloodstream by now. And we're just, like, going, like, so focused. I'm just going to make it to the camp. We're going to make it. You were there. Janasia was there. She knows what I'm talking about. Is anybody else from your small group here? Yeah, Reagan. Reagan, you were there too. You know what I'm talking about. It was so bad, wasn't it? It was so bad. So we get to camp, and we're huddled up, and we're about to make camp, and I'm just like, oh my gosh. In the back of my mind, I'm just thinking, what are we going to do? This is so bad. Like, Janasia, you had like 100 mosquitoes on you. It's no joke. She did. Reagan, didn't she? She had like 100 mosquitoes, and so in the back of my mind, I'm just thinking, fantastic. I take all these girls camping, and it's the worst experience of their lives, and they hate camping. This is what I'm thinking, and I'm just like, shoot. But then in that moment, there was another side of me that went, man, Kendra, this could be the worst trip of your and their lives, or it could be a really great teaching moment. It could turn into the best trip ever. And so I go, okay, choose life, choose joy, choose Jesus. And so I gather them all around. And I say, men, do you guys believe that Jesus healed the sick? They say, yeah. Yeah, we believe Jesus healed the sick. Do you guys believe that Jesus fed 5,000 people with two loaves and five, five loaves and two fish? <laughs> and ice cream. No, just kidding. <laughs> they go, yeah, yeah, we believe that he fed him. I said, do you guys believe that Jesus spoke to the wind and waves and he made them be still? Yeah, 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 we believe that he did that too. And I said, do you guys believe that Jesus gave you dominion over the earth? They say, yeah, yeah, we believe that too. Genesis, it's in the book of Genesis where it says that God created the earth and he gave man dominion over it. They say, yeah, we believe that too. And I said, great, then we are going to rebuke these mosquitoes in Jesus' name and tell them to leave. And I said, Megan, I want you to rebuke these mosquitoes. And so Megan, she's standing there. She goes, I rebuke these mosquitoes in Jesus' name. We just say, they can't stay here, leave. In Jesus' name, amen. We say, amen. And we went on for the rest of the trip. And the thing is, here's the thing about this. The mosquitoes, they didn't all leave. But I will, and I think you guys would testify to this, there were a lot less mosquitoes the rest of the trip, right? So what am I getting at? What I'm getting at is like, man, if Jesus said we have dominion over the earth, I'm just going to go for it. Whether I see it or not, I'm going to go for it because I want to experience his fullness in my life because I want to eat more than rice. Like I want the ice cream. I want the cool stuff. I want the Holy Spirit. I want the fruit of the Spirit. And so if we're going to experience his fullness, we just got to go for it. If he said there's healing in my hands, I'm going to lay my hands on the sick and I will see them recover. Amen. And so here in the ground floor, I just, this morning, I just want to encourage you guys. I want to challenge you guys just to go for it. 
Like, do you know who you are in Christ, and are you going to choose that? Are you going to go for it? You know? That's all my notes. That's all I got. But man, that's, that's just my encouragement today. Like, shoot, let's be the generation that just, like, goes all out for God, Tyler. Fullness of God, yes. Ice cream, all you can eat ice cream, yes. You know what I mean? Like, let's fill our plate. There's more than rice, so let's go for it and fill our plate, right? Are you guys ready to do that? Okay, if you're ready to do that, why don't you stand up? No, but I wish I could give you all, all you can eat ice cream. All right, let's pray. Go ahead, bow your heads, close your eyes. Father, I thank you for this group in here this morning. Lord, and we just say, God, we stand up and say, God, we want to be a people, Father, that goes after all that you have for us. Father, we don't want to be content with just rice. We don't want to be content with just salvation. Father, if you said there's healing in our hands, we want to experience healing. Father, if you said that there's joy in us like a river, Father, then we're not going to be satisfied with hopelessness. So, Father, I pray that within each student that's in here today, Father, that you would rise up a holy discontent, God, for anything less than what you have promised to them. God, for anything less than what you said they are. So, Jesus, would you fill them up with your Holy Spirit, God, with power. And, God, would you equip us, God, and empower us and send us out to be your hands and feet on this earth. In Jesus' name. Now, go ahead and take your seats. Um, really quick before we dismiss, um, if you're in here today and, and we're talking and you're just like, man, I don't know this Jesus, but I want to know this Jesus. If you don't have a relationship with God, if you haven't been made part of that family of God um, and you want to, I definitely want to give you that opportunity. The, the, the main message of the Bible, guys, is just that, man, Man was made perfect and we messed it up with sin. And because we sinned, like, we can no longer have that relationship with God. But God loved us so much, John three sixteen, that he sent Jesus to die for our sins, to pay the penalty for that. So that now, when we say yes to Jesus and we make him Lord of our life, we can re-enter into that relationship with God. So if you're here today and you want that relationship with the Lord, um, I just want to give you that opportunity. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, if that's you today and you want to make Jesus Lord of your life, on the count of three, will you just raise up your hand? One, two, three. Go ahead and raise it up. Awesome. All right. So Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for what you are doing here, Lord. We love you. We praise you, God, and I just bless these students as they go out today. In Jesus' name, everybody said? Amen. Amen. Now, quick, before you leave, before you get up and run, um, make sure that you meet some freshmen. Make sure that we are welcoming them in. And also, I just want to encourage you, like, if you're here and you're like, man, I really do want to go for it, um, this immersion mission trip, I don't know if everybody understands exactly what we're doing, but basically, we're going to be like downtown ministering to people. And so if you're like, man, I really just want to start to walk in what God has for me. I really want to just start going for it. I want to encourage you guys to sign up for this trip. Um, There's info in the back, and you can come talk to me about it. But we love you guys. Have a great day, and go be friends. Amen.